Let's all stand and start with a word of prayer. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord. I just thank you for gathering us together, Lord, just to worship you and just just to be with you, Lord. And I just pray that your presence just joins us this morning, Lord, as we worship and as we we listen to your word this morning, Lord. And I just I thank you for for our families that we were able to spend time with yesterday, Lord. Just just celebrate your birth and your resurrection, Lord. So we don't have that resurrection without that birth, Lord. Without that sacrifice of you coming down from heaven and and being born, Lord. We thank you for all things, Lord, and we just pray as we worship you that and as people are coming in, Lord, that you just be with each and every one of us this morning, Lord, and we just thank you for all things, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Dana, for that prayer. That was very nice and generous of you. Lord knows I need some prayer when I come up here to speak. I am, I am not Pastor Cal. Good morning. I am AJ, so uh, don't have that pastor certification, but that's okay. I, I don't believe that you necessarily need the pastor certification to share a message that God has on our hearts, so uh, I am here this morning to, to do just that. And uh, I'm excited and, of course, nervous to do that, but um, that just comes with the territory. So uh, good morning again. Hopefully everybody had a chance to enjoy a Merry Christmas with their family. And as scary as it is, we are drawing very close here to a new year, 2022. I don't know where the years go anymore. Uh, When I was a few years younger, people always used to say, well, you'll... You'll never know where the years go as you start to get older, and uh, unfortunately, that appears to be true. So (laughs) the years continue to get faster and faster, and I continue to get older, but that's okay. Uh, With age comes wisdom, I think is the saying. So (laughs) let's hope that's true. Let's hope that is true. So today we are going to be spending some time in Matthew uh, chapter 2, so if you would please... Join me in Matthew chapter 2. We are going to be uh, covering verses 1 through 12. Uh, Actually going to be focusing today, this morning, on the story of the wise men. So uh, we already kind of had the birth of Christ, and now we are focusing on what happened afterwards. So this is still a continuation of the Christmas playlist, if you will. So Cal has been going over the Christmas playlist, and I believe this is the final chapter in the Christmas playlist. So uh, until we turn the page to the new year, uh, I don't know what he has, what Pastor Cal has in store for us next, but uh, again, stay tuned and we will find out. Uh, Pastor Cal did mention before we continue on that there is a deacons meeting next week at four, so Chris and Jordan take note of that because I think you're the only deacons here this morning other than me. Uh, So we'll plan on that. And in addition, after the deacons meeting, we are going to be having a children's ministry meeting. So we are wanting to kickstart the children's ministry here at Hope once again. Uh, and we need volunteers and we need thoughts and ideas on how to do that. So anyone 
who is interested in helping us get the children's ministry kickstarted here at Hope again, uh, please come and join us at 5 p.m. next Sunday uh, so that we can talk about that and figure out how to get that done. So uh, that was just a quick blurb from Cal. He had texted me and said that he was praying for me, so I appreciate that as well. Uh, But without further ado, uh, let me go ahead and read Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, and then we will continue on. So uh, again, we're focused on the wise men here this morning, starting with verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, the Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people, uh, the chiefs, the priests, and the teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star had seen when it, and they had seen, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Uh, Let us begin with prayer. Lord Heavenly Father, God, we are just thankful to be here this morning in your presence. God, thank you again for your son Jesus, for bringing him down to this earth, uh, Lord, to be a sacrifice for us. God, that we may know him and embrace his love and his teachings, uh, know one another and just Draw closer to one another in the name of your son, Jesus. God, I'm here this morning to deliver a message, and as Dana prayed, I do ask that you would just speak through me. God, I'm a man of bumbling words, and and you are a a God of of great power. And so I just ask that you would speak through me, use my tongue to to deliver your message. Uh, God, I love everyone here in this church, and I'm just thankful to be here. Father, may your name be glorified, and and we pray these things in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. Uh, So today's message, it fits very well in in the Christmas timeline. Like I said, we've already had the birth of Jesus, and now we're following up to find out what happens after that. So uh, Christ's birth into this world is only the beginning of the timeline of his journey on this earth. And so, likewise, our celebration of Christ's birth is only one part of our ongoing relationship with Jesus. So now that Christmas is over, what comes next? So we're taking a look at the wise men here to find out what actions they took after hearing of Christ's birth. So the first point 
that I want to bring to your attention is they were eager to know and to worship him. It's often understood that these, uh, some translations use the term wise men. Uh, I, I read out of the New International Version and they use the term magi and it is uh, considered that they are, are magi. Uh, and some of them uh, are, are thought to be astrologers or studies of the stars, uh, which is why they would have been very curious of the appearance of the star in the sky. Um, so these magi also would have been of very high status. They would have been counselors to kings, to leaders, uh, which is one of the reasons why King Herod would have been uh, interested in meeting with them. That's one of the way, or one of the reasons he acknowledged their presence. Obviously, King Herod was a man of high status, so if if the Magi were just ordinary men, it would be very unlikely that he would have even recognized them. Um, So some scholars speculate um, that the Magi's interest in the stars was the reason that that they knew of Christ. Uh, So this was God's way of kind of speaking to them in a different sense. This is his way of using the universe uh, to speak to pagans. I mean, the Magi's would have been pagan people. They were astrologers. They wouldn't have been uh, people that knew the Jewish religion. So that was one of the ways that God even got their attention was through the universe, the cosmos, if you will. Uh, so so con- considering the wise men were pagans, their involvement in the Christmas story is in stark contrast to the other characters that are presented within this passage. So their inclusion is obviously no mistake. Immediately, we learn that they intend to meet Jesus so that they can worship him. Verse 2 says, And they asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? So they know that Christ is to be considered the Messiah, the king of the Jews. So their interest in him was in great contrast to the religious leaders. If we look to verse 5, these religious leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees, they knew the teachings of the law. It says in verse 5, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers in Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So they knew the teachings, they knew the prophecies. This was a prophecy forespoken in, in the book of Micah. Uh, Pastor Cal, we went over Micah with him um, a couple months ago, and, and that was part of the book of Micah. On the other hand, we have King Herod. So we've got the Magi, the wise men, one and the same. We've got the Pharisees, the religious leaders, the Jewish leaders, and we have King Herod, whose intent was actually to find and kill Jesus. So in verse 13, going a little bit beyond what we just covered uh, in verses 1 through 12, verse 13 says, When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child and kill him. So King Herod wanted to kill Jesus. King Herod felt threatened by Jesus' very presence. He knew he was to be called the King of the Jews. He knew his title was to be called the Messiah. Uh, And apparently King Herod was 
um, what's called a usurper, or someone who took the throne by force and it wasn't rightfully his. So he had right to fear someone who was to be called the king of the Jews. He wanted to retain his power. He wanted to retain his control over the throne. And so his reasons to kill Jesus were strictly in his own selfish ambitions. He wanted to keep the throne to himself and his bloodline. Uh, And then on the other hand, you've got the Jewish religious leaders who felt nothing at all. Nothing. They knew, like I said, the prophecies. They knew the teachings. They knew exactly where Jesus was prophesied to be born, and yet they did nothing. Whereas the wise men were eager to meet Jesus. They were eager to know him. They were eager to find out why he was to be called the king of the Jews. And so you have these pagan men that are more interested in Jesus than real, than real rulers, than real religious leaders. And I just think that's amazing. And honestly, the Bible covers a lot of that throughout its entire history. Jesus always butted heads with the Pharisees, with the religious leaders. Because they did not acknowledge him as the Messiah, as their Savior. And so, we should be motivated to be like the wise men. We should be motivated to be eager to come and to worship Christ. All three of these actions, to do nothing, to be in contempt with Christ, with God, or to worship him, are are not unlike the choices that we have today. And thankfully, most of us are here today knowing and, and seeking to worship God. But there are people out there that need to know the good news gospel. And that's our job. And furthermore, we're here also to grow in our relationship with Christ, to come and to worship him. Because he is our Savior, he is our Lord of all. He is the King of kings. And so let us be like the wise men. Let us recognize him as the Messiah. Let us be eager to meet him. Another important point, I mean, you've got the wise men from the eastern kingdoms who probably would have traveled thousands of miles just to meet Jesus. And that shows a true motivation. They would have gone through deserts. They would have gone through rough terrain just to reach him. And if I may be honest, I feel complacent sometimes and barely feel like traveling six minutes just to drive here to church and to worship Christ. There's times in my life where I just I don't have that motivation. And I know that that's not how it should be, but unfortunately that is my human reality. And so their hearts, the hearts of these wise men were focused strictly on Jesus. They weren't distracted by the things of this life. They knew what they wanted, they had a goal in mind, and they accomplished that.
Sometimes when we're worshiping, it reminds me of uh, the song that says, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. There's a lot of times where I'm sitting in the rows here and I'm worshiping and my heart just, it isn't here. I don't know about all of you, but there are so many things that distract us in this life that we need to sometimes just return to the true worship. So let us be eager to know the Lord. Secondly, the wise men came bearing valuable gifts. Many of us know the the three gifts that they brought, gold, frankincense, myrrh. Uh, A lot of times in the nativity scenes, they are represented by just three wise men, but it's actually unknown how many there there really were. Um, But these gifts would have considered very lavish and expensive items at the time. Uh, And just as a side note, the most expensive perfume in the world today still costs around $1.29 million. So... (laughs) Obviously, perfume still has some value. Um, Frankincense was a type of perfume, so that would have been a very valuable gift back in the day. And so these fragrances and oils, they were luxury items, uh, which showed that the wise men valued Jesus greatly. They brought these gifts to him. They presented these gifts. Um, And at this time, when they would be arriving, Jesus probably would have been about one or two years old. So, um, again, a lot of times in the nativity scene, the wise men are there, but truthfully, they would have arrived after the entire manger scene. So certainly, those would have been expensive sacrifices for these wise men. And while we're not able to physically meet Jesus at least at this point, we can still follow the example of the wise men and offer sacrifices in our lives to Christ. We all have time, we all have resources, we have spiritual gifts that we can share with the body of Christ, that we can share with the unbelievers. Over a year ago, Alonzo delivered a message on embracing the gifts and finding our place in the body of Christ. And that's still true today. We all have been gifted with many things. It's important to do our best to identify our spiritual gifts and put them to use to serve the body. If the King of Kings was worth these expensive gifts, these physical gifts, how much more would it be honoring to him to leverage our spiritual gifts for him? The church, the community, and the kingdom all need us to step outside of our comfort zone, which we, can be, which we can do in many ways. We can serve through prayer. We can serve through discipleship, through our finances, and through worship, just to name a few. All of these methods, they show a, an act of love for Christ. And they're a form of obedience as well and glorification. If you've ever talked to Frank, uh, he is a big stickler on obedience. And it's true that obedience glorifies God. He, He longs for us to be obedient followers. So let us not hide our gifts. We've all been given them. 
Sometimes it takes a little bit that we have to dig into our, our souls and find those gifts, or perhaps pray and ask him to reveal those to us. But we all have them, and it's our job to share them with eagerness, as the wise men did with their gifts to Jesus. And so thirdly, the wise men chose a new road. Right at the end of verses 1 through 12, in verse 12 itself, it says, Having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. So God spoke to them, and they listened. The wise men chose a new road. And so they also had to choose a new journey. Often when we experience something new, it is a new journey for us. And like the wise men meeting Christ for the first time, I believe figuratively it was a new journey for them. God spoke to them, told them to take a different path home, and that was a different journey. That's a strong depiction of what God intends for us once we have Christ in our lives as well. He longs for us to live differently and to embrace his love and his provision. And what this means is that unique to all of us is his story in our lives. He speaks to us differently in many different ways. Everybody encounters God differently. Everybody hears from God differently. But we also have to make it uh, a a purposeful act to listen. We have to set aside the time to listen to what God has to say in our lives. To hear what he says, to speak to us, to guide our paths And often that means setting aside some time to embrace the word, setting aside some time to pray, and being in fellowship with one another. He desires for us to have a close relationship with him and with one another. We are designed by God to rely on one another. And American culture stresses the importance of independence and self-service. And that goes against what God has for us in our lives. We are called to act within the body, to serve one another, and to serve others within the community. And I often struggle with this just as much as anyone else because I like to have control in my life. I like to be in control. It is not easy for anyone to give up control. But God wants us to relinquish that control so that he can use us to be a light in this dark world. We have a new year approaching. 2022 is one less than a week away. And it marks the beginning of a new journey. So like the wise men who took a new road home to start their new journey, I believe 2022 also marks a new journey for all of us. 
And so we have a new opportunity this, this coming year to serve our loving Father. And so let us also follow the example of the wise men. Just to reiterate, they were eager to worship Christ. They traveled a long way just to meet him. They embraced and shared their gifts with him. Let us do the same. Let us embrace our spiritual gifts, our physical gifts, and share them with the world, share them with one another. And lastly, let us listen for God's voice and follow the road that he has laid upon us. All of us have the opportunity to uh, begin a new journey. There's always New Year resolutions that no one ever accomplishes. But if I may make one resolution for all of us, it's to serve our Lord to the best of our abilities. So I'll invite the worship team back up so that we may continue to worship, but uh, let us close in prayer, and I thank you all for listening. Lord, Heavenly Father, God, I, I just ask that you have spoken to the hearts of those here this morning and those listening online. God, we do have a new year approaching us here very soon, and I just ask that we would all be eager to serve. Father, that you would present opportunities for us here at Hope to grow together, to serve the community, to spread the good news of your Son, Jesus Christ. God, he was born to us so that he could do what we could not, live that perfect life, be that perfect sacrifice. God, we are just so thankful for him. We're so thankful for you, for your love for us, for your mercy. That 2021 has been a challenging road for many of us. I just pray that you would continue to be merciful, that you would continue to bless us in our obedience. God, as we turn the next page, the next chapter here at Hope, I just pray that you would build upon the foundation that we have here. God, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm thankful for everyone here this morning. And God, I just ask that you would guide each and every one of our paths into the new year. God, I'm thankful for everyone who serves here in this church. God, all of us give a little part of us just to, to be here. And thank you for the sacrifices. Father God, I just...